Welcome to episode number 33 of the Snack Break Podcast. I'm your host, John Schaefer, and on this podcast, I interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. The topic I want to talk a lot about today is knowing and understanding your worth as a physical therapist, and then building value for yourself, and also advocating for your skills to increase your compensation. So the reason this topic is so important to me is because I feel like all throughout PT school, even studying the profession, not many people talk about the financial aspects. This is becoming a little bit more common in recent years as some of the people I really admire are starting to talk more about what the actual financial commitments are, what you can expect to make as a physical therapist, how you can increase your value. All those things are so, so important to discuss because at the end of the day, money is very important no matter how you look at it. Um, it allows you to do all the things you want to do. It allows you to provide for your you know, friends and family. Um, and it allows you, it doesn't necessarily solve problems, but it definitely makes things easier um, if problems do arise. So I'd like to start just by talking about, you know, the taboo of money in physical therapists and physical therapy. Um, so this dates all the way back to my clinical rotations. I remember sitting in a lot of break rooms as some physical therapists, my coworkers, and keep in mind, I'm a student at this point, are talking about things such as, oh, I wish I would have been a physician assistant. They make a lot more money, same amount of time. Um, other people just complaining about the compensation, not happy with you know, how much work they're having to do compared to other careers. And this was frustrating for me because here I am, a student, just excited to start treating patients, excited to get in the clinic, and I'm just being surrounded by all this negativity, and I just thought, wow, is this really what it's going to be like for me in a couple years when I graduate? So that was just very frustrating. And then I also remember a professor of mine making a comment that after we graduate, you know, you're not going to make the big bucks, you'll make medium-sized bucks. And I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't know. That just didn't do a whole lot for me. And it was like, why, why do we need to... Why do we need to limit ourselves in that regard? So the general verbiage behind pay and worth, in my experience, has not been super positive. And this dates, like I said, all the way back to PT school. So I think, you know, we're positioning, we're positioning our frame and how we're discussing the financial aspects of physical therapy with students in, you know, not the best light and oftentimes a little bit limiting. So one of my goals for the episode is just kind of reframe the way you think about your value as a physical therapist. Um, and the way you can add additional, add additional worth to the services that you provide. So I think a large reason that oftentimes PTs might have more of this um, negative or fixed perspective has, just has to do with the cost it takes to become a physical therapist compared to other professions. And this is not only in time, um, but also in money. So the debt to income ratio, we all know isn't great compared to other fields with similar time commitments. And I think this leads to a lot of frustration and confusion for PTs, uh, just about like how to maximize our income and how to, how to you know, create a better connection between the value we know we provide and our compensation. Because no one wants to be in a situation where you know you're providing a ton of value, you know you're providing a lot of expertise, but you're not getting compensated for that expertise. I think that leads to a tremendous amount of frustration for a lot of people. Um, and yeah, it's easy to say, well, find a better situation, find a better job, don't put yourself in that situation. But I think that's, 
maybe a little bit easier said than done. So I want to be very respectful of individuals who are in situations where they can't necessarily pivot or move um, super easily due to a variety of reasons. Um, but you you have to start with believing in the value of your services. That's going to be number one. If you don't believe in what you're doing, no one else is going to believe in that value. So if you're just showing up to work, going through the motions, or thinking that this is you know all that exists is what you can see in front of you, you're going to have a lot harder time reaching that next level when it comes to increasing awareness of the services you provide as well as your personal value. So there's a lot of examples of how both money and value can coexist in the PT industry. Um, so it's important to recognize these opportunities do exist to make six, even seven figures. They may not be quite as common as other professions, but they definitely exist. So some specific examples would be like a niche-based practice, cash-based hybrid model, you know, director positions, home health, physical therapy, uh, in the travel setting, if you take several different contracts, they typically pay a little bit higher, um, and a large portion of that pay is actually tax-free with your stipend, so it can be very lucrative. Um, and you can also take additional PRN positions that all can compensate you know, very well. One of the issues with physical therapy compared to maybe other professions, if you think about like law or even like a surgeon or something like that, um, those individuals, like if you think about a lawyer, they could work like 60, 65 hours a week. Um, and physical therapy for the most part, you know, you're working eight to 10, eight to 10 hour days. So, I mean, you're not working quite as much. You have to factor in, you have to factor that into your overall pay. So if you want to work a couple extra hours and things like that, then you can definitely increase your value as well. Um, you just kind of have to weigh what's going to be the most important to you. Do you want to go out and try and make as much money as you possibly can? Um, or do you want to have maybe a little bit better balance, not work quite as much, but the compensation is going to be a little bit lower. So you have to think about what's going to make you happiest in the end, weighing things like hours worked per week, patient population. Are you going to sacrifice not working with the patients you love because you, you want to work with this other population that pays a little bit more? Again, something to consider. And then overall compensation, like what's, What's your goal? What do you want to make? Um, what's, how's that going to feed into your lifestyle and things like that? So I think it's very important to consider like, why do you want to make a lot of money? What's your number that's going to allow you to do everything you want to do, feel comfortable, be able to provide for those around you, um, etc. So having that conversation with yourself, I think is an absolutely crucial starting point. And then the next thing I want to talk about is building skills that make you valuable both inside and outside of clinical care. I think so many of us get so fixated on, you know, becoming this expert clinician, getting as many different certifications as we can. And I think I definitely, I definitely relate to this and fall in this category as I've kind of been chasing different certificates, different internships for the majority of the last year, um, thinking that there was going to be a point where I was going to feel like, okay, now I'm the expert. Um, but I don't think that I don't think that point's ever coming. I think that I'll continue to evolve. I'll continue to get better as a clinician. Um, but I also I recognize that you know I've had these tremendous experiences that have shaped who I am as a clinician. Um, but the biggest thing is now believing in myself and my abilities, knowing that you know I have learned a ton. Um, I am able to treat 
pretty much most patients that walk through the door. And if you don't have access to maybe some of these internships or residency, or you're not getting these certifications, recognize there's still so much room to grow using you know, different online resources, looking at uh, different articles. Most journals provide free articles so you can stay up to date on the research. There's a lot of different mentorship groups online. There's different ways you can connect with people over social media. So understanding that you can always be building your clinical skills, regardless of if you're going after um, a specific certification, and always too thinking about like what's gonna change after you get that certification. So do you need it to get this next position? Um, do you need it to pivot? Is it gonna beef up your resume? Thinking about like why do you want this additional certification is very important because it can be helpful on developing your clinical skill set um, but recognize that it's very important if you want to be be seen as like a valuable member of your community, a valuable member of your clinic, your business. You have to develop skills that are outside of um, simply clinical care. So physical therapists, we typically come in with a great, with several great um, skills, such as clinical skills are usually pretty good. Our people skills for the most part, are above average. We're very good at connecting with people, hearing people out. We get some experience in like sales, trying to sell like our plan of care, getting additional buy-in and things like that. So oftentimes we're very good at like time management, dealing with people, um, multitasking, you know, documentation, maybe caring for multiple patients at once. But there are a lot of skill sets on the other hand that we typically just aren't exposed to as much. So some examples of that would be uh, skills that just rest outside our industry, such as like business, marketing. I mentioned sales. We get a little bit of that, but not nearly as much as someone who maybe um, went through a business degree. Other skills such as like design, management, software skills, like basic programming, coding, things like that are never going to be covered in PT school or not to the extent where you're going to come out feeling like you've got a great knowledge base. So then it's up to you if you want to try and become more knowledgeable in those areas. You do research, whether that's like looking online, there's a million YouTube videos on business. It could be almost equivalent to getting an MBA if, um, if you go through all of them. Like you don't necessarily need that certificate, that degree that's going to tell you, okay, now you know this information. But again, it varies, varies case by case. Like maybe you do need that piece of paper. Um, or that degree to make sure that you're able to get into that new position, but not always. So think about like what books you can read, what information you're trying to learn online, and then just go learn it. A lot of those skills um, can transfer over very well to physical therapy, whether that's in your clinic position or whether you're trying to do something on your own or launch that you know side business or pivot into your own practice, any of those things. So let's just talk a little bit about how those skills can be applied within, uh, within, within and outside of clinical care. Um, so it's not necessarily, a, it's not necessarily a bad thing that we don't have these skills at baseline, but it does provide a great opportunity for any physical therapist who's interested in expanding their value and increasing, increasing the skills they have outside of typical clinical care. That's going to separate you um, from other individuals who are maybe expert clinicians, but maybe they're not as good on the business side of things. Maybe they have those skills, but they don't know how to market themselves or they don't know how to sell 
um, their services outside of patients that they're getting referrals from. So just something, something to consider, something I think uh, you know, is important that we at least talk about so you have kind of that knowledge that there are additional skills that you can be trying to develop if you're interested. So learning, learning some of these additional skills can definitely just help to create opportunities for yourself that you might not otherwise have. A personal, I guess a personal story is my relationship with social media. I really, I'm having a growing distaste for social media. It's, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work. I've gotten a lot out of it. Um, but it's always that back and forth in terms of like how much value is it giving me versus how much time and effort am I putting into it? So like I said, I, I don't, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't love social media, but I've really made a good effort um, over the last three or so years to try to understand it a lot better because I know that there's such a great opportunity for those who can capitalize on social media. Um, so some benefits for me, I've, I've met a lot of cool people. I've learned different skills in design and production, video editing, and I've also been able to get some additional compensation in the form of like sponsorships and marketing campaigns that I've designed. So all those things have been, <clears throat> all those things have been very positive for me. Um, but it is, it's like a, it's a full-time job on the side. There's always different things you can do when you interact with others. There's content production, trying to get ahead on that. So you're not scrambling day of to try and come up with posts. So, but it's, it's something to learn. Um, no matter no matter what you decide you want to start off like looking at different skills that you want to try and build you're gonna suck at it initially and i think that going through that process of being terrible at something is is a good thing i don't i think it's you're doing i think you're doing yourself a disservice if you're constantly comfortable with what with what you're doing if you're super comfortable at work every day if you feel like you know it all you probably don't and there's probably different things that you can be doing to push yourself a little bit where you don't feel comfortable. So look for those opportunities um, where you can push yourself doing something that maybe feels uncomfortable, maybe feels awkward. Because I think that after you do that, you know, for a couple of weeks, you're gonna start to realize, hey, I can learn new things, I can grow. Um, and I can get better at new skills outside of what I'm used to, what I've been doing for the last, you know, five, six, seven years. It just it's it's important to push yourself if you're looking to become more valuable. Um, but after you do start to acquire some of those skills, you have to vouch for yourself and your skill set. People aren't going to typically ask you like, "Oh, are you like what skills do you have that fall outside of um, what I'm interviewing you for for this position?" That's never going to be a question you're going to be asked, you have to kind of bring up those things in conversation like, oh, actually, I do have a lot of experience with marketing or content creation, or I am really good at, you know, public speaking, have organized a lot of um, educational in-services for a local yoga place, something like that. Um, all those different skills of that show you like took initiative, you're able to create programs or whatever it may be. You have to vouch for yourself. So your worth just, it can't be, it can't be fully understood unless you speak up for yourself and your skill set. So this takes place on like your resume. As I said before, kind of takes place in interviews. 
And then whenever you network with others, always be sharing, you know, different skills you have or willing to speak on things you're knowledgeable about. So if there's ever a time when maybe there's someone in a position that you're looking to transition towards or get into and you start talking to them and you see that um, maybe there's a way you can help them, definitely bring that up. Anytime you can form those connections and network that can additionally um, catapult the acceleration of your skill set to where you can actually use that um, in a situation. So you shouldn't feel bad about speaking up on things you're good at. As physical therapists, a lot of times, you know, we're very, very humble. We try not to self-promote too much. Um, but I think at times that, that can be a little bit of a disservice to us because we are so knowledgeable. We do have so many skills. But unless we share that, no one's going to know. Um, but there's always that balance between, you know, effectively promoting yourself and also appearing arrogant. Because I don't think any of us want to come across as arrogant. And a way you can kind of work around that is if you believe in your message, you know you have good intent, you're trying to help those around you, there's no shame in promoting that skill set. I mean, there's still days where I get uncomfortable sharing my story on social media. When you promote a product or service outside of what you're doing for your full-time job, a lot of people are going to ask you, like, why are you doing this? Why are you spending so much time working outside of work? Like, that doesn't, that doesn't make sense. Like, go do the job, come home, have your life outside of work, which I agree with is incredibly important to have that balance. Um, but if you go back to your mission, your why, it's going to become so much easier. And some of that resistance from others, resistance from yourself, is going to be easier to push through. So think Think about why you're going after these different skills, how you're going to use them, all the people it's going to help, and then you'll feel a lot more comfortable talking about yourself and your services <clears throat> or what you do. It's just going to be a lot more comfortable. Because I think a lot of times, as soon as we see anyone start to talk about <clears throat> other things that they do, other interests, other skills they have, it's just like, okay, what, what's this guy doing now? Um, so again, just kind of get back, get back to your mission, get back to your why, get back to what's important to you. Think about the skills that are going to help accelerate that. And I think you'll be in pretty good shape. Um, so advocating for yourself can definitely lead to an increase in recognition and an increase in earning potential. But it doesn't always work out. An example of that was, so I studied marketing in my um, undergraduate for college. And... <clears throat> I was really set on applying some different marketing jobs before PT school. I didn't, I didn't really have a whole lot of background <clears throat> in marketing. I said I studied marketing, but it was, this was a, my minor, um, not even what I was majoring in. <clears throat> but I applied for like five to ten jobs the summer between my second and third year of PT school. Didn't have any background, didn't have much of an internship. Everything I had done was on my own with content creation, a little bit of podcasting, some photo and video editing. Um, so I showed up at these interviews and I brought like a little portfolio that I had made the same day. And this was all just like basically pictures of my Instagram. It was also uh, like photos from the website I designed that was like supposed to be a self-help website that I did throughout college. And I think I think they, they kind of thought it was a joke showing up. They're like, what in the world? Like, like what? Who is this guy? Um, so it, it's kind of funny looking back, but everyone kind of said like, 
yeah, great to talk to you. We'll get back to you. And then it was crickets, so I didn't hear from anyone. Um, but I, I mean, I'm glad I did it. I felt like I was able to get a peek into a different industry, um, see what that interview process kind of looks like. But also, I'm just very proud of myself that I even tried. I mean, if I ever found myself in a position where I was looking to do any marketing on the side or anything like that, I feel like I've got a better understanding of what questions are going to be asked, what sorts of things they're actually looking for. And then <clears throat> I'd also pro I'd also probably redesign my portfolio too. But I think it's important that you can't be afraid to go after, go after things like that that put you outside of your comfort zone. Um, because let me tell you, that was very uncomfortable. I just remember I was sweating probably harder than I sweated for any of my PT interviews, any of my residency interviews. But I, I, don't, I don't know. Like I said, I'm just glad that I was able to get a peek into something else outside of PT because I think oftentimes I spend so much time within PT that it's important to kind of see like what's going on outside of our field. <clears throat> so the next thing I want you to think about is your value as a physical therapist with your clinical skills. So it's really, really important that you recognize the change that you're making in your patients' lives. So there's really, there's intrinsic value in the work that a physical therapist does. When you think about it, and you aren't improving knee strength, you're giving someone back time with their grandkids. Um, you're not working on shoulder range of motion. You're, um, you're helping someone get back to, you know, their favorite hobby of cooking. Now they're able to reach up for different ingredients more easily. So yes, we address we address impairments, but really, you're changing someone's life um, by increasing emotion, increasing strength, decreasing pain. All those things are positively impacting your patients' lives. I mean, how how do you put a price on time with your grandkids, being able to do activities with your spouse, um, being able to continue to do your favorite hobby for a long time? I think when we look at when we look at things that way, it's a lot more clear. Like, yes, physical therapy is so so valuable. Encouraging and guiding people through the best ways to move, how to continue to move, like long into their life, is incredibly valuable. And not many people understand. Like every single day, I'll have patients come in thinking they thinking they can't move, or saying that they're in so much pain they think they should just lay down in bed for the rest of the day or they don't know what to do. Their doctor's telling them they need or switching their medications again. And they, they feel like they're running out of options. Now they have a consult with neurosurgery. They're scared. They don't know what, why do I need to get cut open? Um, all these things. And we work, uh, we work interprofessionally with like surgeons. We work interprofessionally with primary care professionals. All those people are guiding us through, but we can provide tremendous perspective as well, helping to decide, okay, is this something where we actually need to medicate, need surgery, all those other things, <clears throat> or is it a situation where they just need to find, find better ways to move, um, get their body moving a little bit better. Yes, we can supplement with some of these other things, and if they're not seeing progress, then we can go ahead and progress to some of these a little bit more aggressive um, <clears throat> forms of treatment, but again, having that additional opinion from someone who 
knows and understands how the body moves and how it can move better and how you can get back to doing <clears throat> activities. I guess my throat's really giving me a hard time today. Wow. <clears throat> but you are a transformative professional. You're changing lives. You're giving people time back. You're giving people the activities they love back that they're not sure if they're ever going to be able to do again. You're removing uncertainty. You're giving people a much higher quality of life by helping them move. I mean, think about that next time you're questioning your value. So in summary, the point of the point of this podcast episode is to help you realize you are a valuable professional and you deserve to be compensated as such. So there's lots of opportunities within the field to capitalize on this value. And there's a lot of situations where maybe individuals aren't getting compensated as well as they should be. So it's really a fine line of understanding that yes, if you want to go out there and make as much money as possible, there's definitely ways you can make six figures, multiple six figures within physical therapy. But you have to kind of consider like what you're willing to sacrifice, your long-term goals, the patient population you want to work with, treatment autonomy, and all those good things as well. Um, oftentimes there's going to be, there's going to be a balance. Um, so maybe if you want to make a little bit more money, you're going to have to sacrifice um, treating the way you want or also maybe your time. So think about what think about what's going to be the most important to you and kind of move from there. And if, you know, you feel like you want to be more valued in your institution or more valued in your clinic, you can also start to look at some of those non-clinical skills and get better at those and then start to realize like, yes, I can incorporate some of these other things into how I'm practicing or yes, I can I can lead the charge on this marketing campaign for the clinic or maybe I'll take up content creation or maybe I'll go start speaking and connecting at local events all those skills provide additional value and probably additional revenue as well to wherever you're working and those are all things you can advocate for like a performance review and things like that that I did this this and this all with the goal of you know increasing the value of our clinic um, increasing the amount of patients we see the amount of patients we help and then so on so don't sell yourself short, please. Recognize that you're valuable, both clinical and otherwise. And if you have other interests too, you're not, you're not just a clinical physical therapist. You can be any other number of things that interest you. So don't limit yourself to thinking that I'm a physical therapist, that's all I do, I'm nothing else. I can't have any other interests. I need to spend all my time learning more about physical therapy learning everything about the body 24 seven with no breaks because I've been there. I've learned a lot being there, but it's also, you need to have a balance and you need to understand that there's so many other things going on in the world outside of your profession and outside your industry. So don't be afraid to explore those as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. It was a little bit of a rant because it is something that I feel so strongly about because oftentimes conversations I'll have with classmates, conversations I'll have with friends, family, trying to understand and explain like what I do on a day-to-day basis. I don't always have the right answers. Um, and I have a hard time kind of explaining that I'm a physical therapist. I'm in an orthopedic residency. 
they ask like, oh, what, so you're still in school? Well, not quite. Um, and it, it just, it leads to a lot of frustration for me from time to time because I do feel like our profession provides so much value. And oftentimes I see other clinicians or even myself will sell myself short. And I think that collectively we need to do a better job recognizing that we do provide so much value for our patients, so much value for our community. And that we also have a lot of opportunities to try and learn about other things outside of the field. We're not simply tied to any one job, any one title, anything like that. So explore, be creative, challenge yourself, follow your interests. And eventually, if you do all that for a long enough period of time and are consistent, you're going to find a good combination of utilizing your skill set, being compensated very well, and changing the lives of those people who you're passionate about serving. We'll see you on the next one, everyone. Have a fantastic week.